which is why you need these resources that can integrate at least to some degree into your life to kind of really see where is that difficulty actually being birthed from. Because the problem you're experiencing may in fact just be a byproduct of what's really going on within you personally. There might be relationship troubles, there might be things in your health, there might be internal turmoil. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Wally McGraw of WallyMcGraw.com. Wally, it's great to have you on the show. Hey, Gresh. Thanks for having me on, brother. I'm looking forward to this. Yes, I'm super excited to have you on as well. And before we jump into the interview, I want to read a little bit more about Wally so you can hear about all the awesome things that he's working on. And Wiley is the founder of Radical Performance Acceleration. And for well over a decade now, he's been behind the scenes doing life-altering work with powerful CEOs, entrepreneurs, leaders, and public figures, accelerating their performance both professionally and personally. Wiley, great to have you on the show again, my friend. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Absolutely. Looking forward to speaking to all the CEOs out there, brother. Yes, well, let's make it happen and let's jump right into it. So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. Oh, my CEO story. Wow. <laughs> I could take you through so much. But uh, you know what? For me, it's like I grew up in, a, in an athletic household and sports were, was our religion and everything that, uh, you know, we were, you know, the oldest of three boys. But, uh, you know, being the one with the talent in baseball, my father focused on that wanted to make me perfect in that realm. And as I got older and started to explore just my own, you know, growth, I found that the pressures of being an athlete uh, from the outside uh, were not conducive to me being the best and, and what it is that I wanted to achieve in life. So I found myself pulling away from that hyper-focused perfectionism that my father would place on me being a pitcher, uh, despite the fact that I had the talent, despite the fact that I, I could have been on the path and trajectory to be in the pros, which is where he wanted me to go, you know, being a former semi-pro ball player, I found myself seeking out more radical, challenging environments to be in. And that's when I started to pull away and I found the world of bull riding to be this really exciting place. And I rolled bulls for half a decade with a lot of pros and just got turned on by the extreme environments that were out of my control that shake, shook me up inside, rattled me from within, forced me to be present, uh, focused, intuitive, emotional, et cetera, all at once, despite the fact of serious injury or death that could come. And that then turned me on to the idea that these were the environments that could ignite a fire within me, within my own type of form of leadership for myself, for my life. And I sought out even more challenging environments, became, you know, a, a combat infantryman with the 101st Airborne Division, joining the U.S. military, got excited about that and um, did three tours overseas. And it was in the throes of war where I really discovered this unbelievable skill and, and, and innate gift that I had to accelerate performance with my team, expose blind spots, really put people in the right positions that actually created this more radical evolution of who they were so that everything that we focused on as a team was just exponential. It was unbelievable how our performance was so just profoundly in sync. And I took that skill set, I took that leadership development aspect, and I went out into the world and I chased self-mastery. And I realized that in order for me to be the best version of myself, uh, and, and do good things out in the world, I needed to make sure that I was in an optimal 
a place in my own personal leadership and performance. And then I built radical performance acceleration around all of those life experiences, all of the in, insane and intense moments that I broke through in my evolution as a man. And I wanted to take that skill and take it out into the world to do the same for leaders, powerful people, because I realized that these are the people who have the biggest impact and influence on the masses. They're the ones that actually infect or uplift, depending on how well they live their lives. And I've been doing that for the better part of almost 14 years now, Gresh. It's just been unbelievable. Absolutely. That sounds absolutely awesome. I love that bull riding aspect because I almost think, and I'm sure you probably have heard this and probably speak a lot to this, is that it's somewhat comparable to a lot of the things that we're kind of going through now where it forces you to, to kind of be aware of the things that are going on. And I imagine like, you know, the, the sports experience that you talked about, the bull yeah. riding, just all those things you went through. I imagine um, it probably helps you out tremendously with your clients to be able to help them to, you know, be able to focus when things are sometimes chaotic, especially for right. leaders. And they have to be able to kind of drill down on what's actually happening and move the the, the, um, the needle forward. Absolutely. And what I realized too is, it, again, just so your audience can hear this as well, is like my work, I'm not a coach. I don't do typical coaching protocols. I'm not into systematic, you know, uh, ideas of strategies. And, and despite the fact they all have their place, Human performance, looking at human beings requires so much more than just uh, outside in strategies to solve problems and, and integrating into the lives of the people that I've worked with from Hollywood to Wall Street, professional sports, uh, you know, even with certain types of uh, political campaigns, et cetera, it really required me to get into the lives of each person I worked with truly integrated within so that I can resolve their problems from the inside out. And that's where I, I found that my special sauce is, is really uh, what's missing out in the world today is leaders, public figures, celebrity, it doesn't matter what their titles are. They don't have the right resources that know how to be in it with them, in the trenches with them, that actually exposing what's really harboring uh, you know, the stress within them and hindering their performance. And ultimately what happens is we leave people limited, we leave leaders stuck, and they're constantly on this quest for more, grinding to try to figure out what's next instead of just living their life from a place of optimized performance, personally, professionally, where the relationships are thriving, their health is optimal, their focus is clear, they're in the midst of chaos, their ability to make decisions is even sounder than it has before. The way in which the results they create from those decisions only uplift those around them, that's the key that I found that had been missing. That is the flaw that I discovered on my own self-mastery path in the personal development space, which is why in the work I do, it's not a program or process. It's truly integration into someone's life and truly holistically, radically uh, taking them to the complete next level through that, um, like bull riding, that real world challenge out of their control and exposes every ounce of who they really are in the most vulnerable state so I can get the best out of them. And for CEOs that are listening to this, understanding of when they want to hire any kind of advisor, resource, et cetera, you need the right outside force that does not show up trying to, to look at your problems as the problems themselves. Sometimes the difficulties that people face, especially leadership, people at the top like CEOs, uh, the difficulties they're experiencing, uh, experiencing don't reside within the problems themselves, which is why you need these resources that can integrate at least to some degree into your life to kind of really see where is that difficulty actually being birthed from. Because the problem you're experiencing may in fact just be a byproduct of what's really going on within you personally. There might be relationship troubles, there might be things in your health, there might be internal turmoil, or I like to call them demons that you have not battled head on, that you need to look at first. Because 
that is what's causing these external experiences as we call problems. And most of these people like to solve them from their own education, their own coaching school strategies, et cetera, instead of understanding what is this individual still battling that I need to go after first so that we can experience the actual right resolution or solution for those problems. Yeah, absolutely. Which is why I, I truly appreciate, you know, the work that you do, because it, just as you said, so what well, you were able to kind of, you know, treat and serve and, and work with yourself and it is allow you that opportunity to kind of make that impact in so many different ways. So I wanted to just make sure that um, we touched on everything as far as like how you work with clients and how you serve them. And then I wanted to switch gears a little bit and get more into what I call the, the CEO hack, which is like the thing that you feel like makes you more effective and efficient. But is there anything additional that you can kind of touch on that we didn't you know, mention on how you work with your clients? Uh, no, I think we kind of really covered it, Gresh. It's, it, the work is so uniquely different. This is the biggest thing that I've experienced working with and being around billionaires, multimillionaires, these public figures, athletes, et cetera, is, is they have approached life and success for, on the back of the idea that, again, this is a diametric that I, I want to emphasize. Money and notoriety mean you've succeeded. And we've got to look at life itself and can you go to bed at night saying that your soul is at ease? Are you at peace? Do you have real freedom within your life? Are you experiencing these healthy relationships, meaningful health, clear-minded focus, et cetera, so that whatever you do is only exponentially grown instead of the dysfunction that might come along with it? And what we have in the work that I do is all about looking at where these people of power and influence have basically ignored every area of their life so they can accomplish what they set that set out to accomplish, but they're miserable, they're burned out, they're at their wits' ends, their relationships are suffering, their health. But behind the curtain, you know, they they shut it out to the world. And on, on, on the surface, everybody thinks, wow, I want to do what they've done. And I tell people, stop trying to copy and emulate the money and notoriety metric because that does not want to find success anymore. And that's why the work is so important to go after these, these leaders so they can actually live what they say they're all about and other people can feel and connect to that. And then they get motivated to do the same. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it kind of speaks to, you know, going to the actual root and a lot of times how you define success and what you're striving for. If you don't really look at that differently, redefine that, then yeah. you're going to continue to do those activities that are going to, you know, put you in that same kind of, you know, frame of reference and, and same kind of perspective. So I absolutely appreciate that. So what would you consider to be what I, what I talked about, the CEO hack? What things you feel like make you more effective and efficient? CEO hack? Well, you know what? A constant state of, of, I would say self-reflection, of course, and I have my business partner. She's constantly making sure that I'm always staying on top of my game because there's so much going on, juggling, uh, going on when you run a business, et cetera, working with different types of personalities constantly as I have. But really at the end of the day, there's this constant state of self-reflection, being fully aware of how my energy is you know, impacting my environment, being completely clear on when I experience flow around me, then I'm in a good place. When things start to feel a little off around me, I, I go right, right back to who I am, what's going on in that moment. And I want CEOs to hear that as well as everything outside of us is depicted based on where we're at personally. And if we give ourselves that moment to step back, self-reflect on why things are starting to fall apart in this in specific situation, you might be surprised what you can actually discover just little shifts in your own energy. And the other thing too is Try not to lean too heavily on mindset only because mindset is not the actual driving force to our success. It's a, a tool that we use, but our capacity, that is what actually drives our success. We all have different levels of it. You have leaders that can acknowledge where their capacity might be hitting the wall, and then they do something radical to challenge that capacity, stretch it in that self-reflection. 
then you can actually breeze through problems much more efficiently and actually create more growth for your, your company and yourself. Yeah, I appreciate you adding that in. And, and I almost wonder if that's part of like the, the CEO nugget, which is kind of like that word of wisdom, a piece of advice. And I usually say it's something you might yeah. tell your favorite client or your younger business self is that ability to really recognize um, I, th I think similarly to sports and the, you know, everything we talked about that you had in your background, where in order for you to grow that muscle, you can't continue to do the same thing over and over. You have to challenge it. You have to get outside of the comfort zone, so to speak. Do you yeah. feel like that's part of it? Absolutely. Well, baseball was great. I love the game. But again, I had, again, I have family, the family pressures of stress within the family. And then coupled with the fact of being a star athlete, that's huge for a young kid. So when you grow up and what I realized, I started to fracture mentally. I was like, this is not not really i don't think this is really what i actually wanted to do at the end of the day i was brought into into this world at a young age started playing t-ball when i was four so for me it was <clears throat> discovering in that moment in these experiences like i'm too hyper focused on one side i don't know who wiley is therefore i'm going to start looking for manifesting if you will environments that can then be something i chose that it can challenge me and that's why bull riding was such a radical shift from baseball and in bull riding it forced me to meet a side of me i've been dying to meet it forced me to connect to my intuition my emotions better it forced me to be be present with my thoughts be focused in the moment and that's where i found that I became more of a man that I wanted to be versus what I was experiencing in baseball. So yes, absolutely. If you're not in the right environments that challenge you in a way you've never been pushed, then you're never really gonna know what you're capable of. You've got to find not the proverbial, uh, you know, uh, outside the proverbial comfort zone, but truly know what being outside a comfort zone actually feels like. And when you are scared, it rattles you from within, that's when you actually know you're outside of it. Not when it feels a little uncomfortable, you got some anxiety, you've got to, You've got to be scared. It's got to shake you up. If it doesn't shock you, it will not change you. Absolutely. Appreciate that. So now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. We're open to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Wiley, what does being a CEO mean to you? Is a title we give someone who is in a position of leadership, who's in a position of influence, someone who has massive responsibility for those around them. That's why it's important for their ability to live their life life optimally will influence their leadership performance, ultimately affecting the outcomes for the organization, team, uh, company, whatever they lead and run. And for anybody that takes on a role as a CEO, that chief executive position means you're the helm. You're like George Washington standing on the boat crossing the Delaware. It's all about commanding yourself to influence and uplift those around you without coming across as the know-it-all boss that most people in those positions end up being. So that's what it means for me. Truly appreciate that definition. Appreciate, obviously, your time and all the awesome things that you're doing. So what I wanted to do now was pass you the mic, so to speak, to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know, and of course, how best they can get a hold of you, find about all the awesome things that you and your team are working on. At this point, all I can leave them with this is, again, going back to that, that aspect of fear. When it rises, that means you're in the right place. The only way you're going to know when you're outside, truly outside that proverbial comfort zone, is if it scares the crap out of you. And you got to step towards that, embrace the suck, and keep going despite this overwhelmingly human reaction to want to quit when it gets tough, want to find alternative paths around it because it feels uncomfortable. Embrace the discomfort of those emotions that show up because there's power in that. And when you can utilize that as a fuel source, I'm telling you that sports car that is you is going to take off 
and it's going to do things that you didn't think you were capable of. So that's what I want to leave your audience with. And then they can find me at wileymcgraw.com forward slash vault. We've created a, a, a place for podcast listeners to go kind of consume more of my insights, philosophies, papers I've written on peak performance, on why people need to face their demons, et cetera, so they can start actually shifting their mindset and growing their capacity right now. Awesome, awesome, awesome. To make it even easier, Wiley, we will have the links and information in the show notes as well, too, so that everybody can follow up with you on about all the awesome things that you're doing. And I hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast, powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. IMCEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. This has been the IMCEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.